Jay Whedon, you're an Irish Jesuit based in Rome, but over here for this conference on the role of church in a pluralist society, good riddance or good influence. And your talk is around the well-known John Courtney Murray, two converging processes of church and state. So can you give us a synopsis of what you're, you're saying? If I just start by saying that uh, they made a request in the call for papers for this conference that somebody would speak about John Courtney Murray... So uh, they, that was perfectly good sense because John Courtney Murray, a New York Jesuit, uh, lived 1904 to 1967, um, made a major contribution in uh, Vatican II to the document on religious freedom, which was basically the document that spoke about how church and state should relate to each other. What I'll do for my talk, which is just in a few minutes, is a bit different from the more predictable thing. So if I say a word about the kind of predictable point to be made, which I will be partly making in in my talk, it is this, that he brought, he helped to bring the Catholic Church out of the Middle Ages. And Vatican II was a marvellous success for for him, for for the American bishops which backed him, the US bishops. Because it's hard to believe now, but until 1964, the teaching of the church was that they wanted control of governments. They wanted to have the Catholic faith as the official religion of, of states. And they wanted to exercise official intolerance of other religions. Up until 1964, 1964. that is amazing. And it was still hard to get some of the bishops to change then. Uh, For example, the Spanish bishops in the time of Franco were still happy with that medieval arrangement. Um, So, uh, in a sense, I say jokingly, this is the talk I'm not going to give. uh, But uh, the... when you turn to Ireland, uh, the, I say this with hesitation because I haven't lived in Ireland for a long time, but you see something of the pattern of the way the official Irish church r- related to the government of the Republic of Ireland, which is along these pre-Vatican II lines of expecting a Catholic state and uh, ex- expecting to exercise, as they say, temporal power as well as spiritual power. So, th- and arguably... They didn't change all that much, even though Vatican II changed our official line on this. Uh, Our basic idea of how to be Catholic and Irish stayed put until it just collapsed because of the lack of credibility that came with this institutional emphasis. Well, that's what you're not saying, although it's very interesting, I have to say, and amazing that to think that that document on religious freedom, which is so far-reaching, really, given the place they were coming from, really nothing had changed for hundreds of years. But you're not going to dart there, so tell me what you are going to say. Uh, You see, I have to cover that basic story uh, in many ways, but... What I want to point out that people will be less aware of probably is this creative man, John Courtney Murray, moved on to related reflections by the end of Vatican II and after Vatican II. He realised that, uh, well, in his words, the issue under the issues of Vatican II was really a, a change of mentality at the most fundamental philosophical level from classicism to historical consciousness, as he called it. And he quoted the fellow that I study so much, Bernard Lonergan. So John Courtney Murray started using Lonergan after Vatican II to explain where the church has to go next. And really, it's a mentality of two converging processes. You can never think statically anymore, absolutes, the church has always said this and won't change, because, for example, it has changed its position regarding modern democracy. So um, that the, there is a church, there's a process of moral deepening that can, can happen in 
in society. And uh, the church can learn from that as it voyages in its own process. Now, this is not to be naive. Of course, there is decadence and decline that happens in modern culture, even though it's becoming more sophisticated. So the church has to, has to challenge that. But nevertheless, the, there's a deeper issue that the, the church-state question brought up, which is a whole mentality towards theology, towards history and the role of church in history and notion of dialogue between culture and the church. This is a crucial point because it's not only in terms of how a society is governed and the church's relation to it within a state and, and separate states, it's also about how the church sees itself and its presence in the world and that whole notion around tradition that, you know, there's, especially nowadays, which with a rising right within the church, mm-hmm. Uh, very vocal, who are saying that if you like, there is a tradition to which we can go back, appeal, look at it it will give us the truth, give us the certainty and then we know what we're about in the 21st century, but you're saying that John Courtney Murray is making it very clear in this historical consciousness that we are part of the process and history is part of the process. Yes, that's right. Uh, In a sense I almost say this jokingly again I'm not saying much uh, or I'm saying something that is so fundamental it doesn't hit the specifics yet uh, because a Lonergan approach to which John Courtney Murray turns us is saying look we have to be intellectually converted we have to be wise people and we have to have a bit of an understanding of the structure of how you make wise decisions and that means above all how do you dialogue with culture how do you distinguish what is of what is progress, what is decline, and what is redemption in what's going on, and then how do you try to be a catalyst of redemption? Uh, Sometimes having to learn from the culture first so that you can sort of process the thing and speak back. But um, just by the way, you mentioned this right-wing reaction. We've been hearing a bit of this in this conference, uh, something I didn't expect so much. Uh, We have some, uh, especially um, from the United States, criticising modern liberalism. I don't want to argue the toss on that. I just want to say, fundamentally, we have to be careful that we approach this with wisdom and discernment and we avoid polarised positions, such as some sort of reification of past tradition because we're so afraid of all the relativism that's around. That's one extreme. But the thing these Conservatives describe can also happen, which is some kind of accommodation which uh, makes us lose our salt as a church. And yet at the same time, it's easy maybe to knock liberalism and the faults of liberalism when many benefits have also come from it. And that dialogue is central, really, rather than pitting yourself over and against an alien culture which you're going to critique. Absolutely. And this is actually from the floor. It was very interesting this morning. The the kickback to some of our more conservative speakers was, was, was being well articulated. Do you see then as the relevance for the church in Ireland? You, you are saying this is a broad point you're making but you're also claiming it is a core point what the process is so then how will that fit into the actual overall conference of the two days if it is a core point well maybe there's two questions there and I just go back to saying that I I live outside of Ireland now so I hesitate to talk specifics but the official church must proceed with wisdom 
must, of course, be consultative. There has to be a sort of a parallel a dialogue within the church. If the church is a process, it, it, it must have a whole consultative process. So it's no longer just the bishops. Uh, it, there's, they, are the, they can be the final word on the Catholic uh, position, but there has to be a voice, a, a dialogue within the church that is culminating in having something to say in society. Uh, and it has to do so then prudently and distinguishing what is of progress, what is of decline in Irish society, seeking to promote progress, reverse decline. This conference, well, we'll see. Um, I haven't seen a move to some of these deeper philosophical questions yet in the conference. I think that's very important, but it's, it's hard to communicate. It's a minority audience when you start to talk about these foundational questions. But I think they are key for the future of the Irish church, as, as everywhere else. And I think they came up in some of the question and answer that did take place this morning. There was a struggle to get to maybe what is that more important methodology or process and what's on, what assumptions are underlying what we're saying. Yes, I believe so. Thank you very much indeed, Jay. Thank you, Pat.